episode of Marvelous Mouse Talk. I'm your host, Marcella Zimmerman, and I'm joined today by Carrie Dillon. Good morning. Today's episode is brought to you by MarvelousMouseTravels.com, where we're creating marvelous memories one family at a time. Recently, Universal Studios Orlando and Disney World announced their plans to reopen, with the opening also brings a few changes to park experiences. As travel agents, we've received lots of questions regarding these changes, and we'd like to share what we know with you as of today. Hi, Carrie. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing better, like especially since Disney World's going to open and Universal's going to open, and the light is... We're at there at the end of the tunnel now. So, yes, we are planning on um, flying down to Universal actually um, in four days on the third um, to be there for the reopening of their theme parks and hotels. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear about that experience too, because I think that's what everybody's anticipating is they want to know what all is going to change with it. And um, since Universal is the first one to open, you know, this is something that everybody's looking forward to. Yes, absolutely. We'll do that. And we'll also go over and check out um, Disney Springs as well. I know you mentioned Disney Springs, but City Walk actually opened ahead of Disney Springs and they were the first ones to implement their changes. Um, I do know that they require face masks and there's also social distance. What else do you know about City Walk? So, um, yes, City Walk opened to the public um, prior to... um, Disney Springs opening as well. City Walk began their reopening on May 14th. And, you know, they had new health, safety, and hygiene procedures in place um, when they reopened. Um, Like you said, they do have um, masks are a requirement at City Walk. Well, you know, we're saying masks, but really it's face coverings. So um, it doesn't actually specify that you need to wear a mask, but rather a face covering. So, you know, people are, you know, some people are wearing bandanas and whatnot. Um, but they are doing temperature checks as you enter uh, for reopening. They are practicing social distancing. Um, and they are, you know, where you have to stay at least six feet of space between your travel party and others. Um, they have markers on the floor indicating the distance, um, you know, and if you are over the age of, you know, two and up, that's where you have to have a face mask. Uh, for those guests that do not have face masks with them, they will be denied entry um, or they are selling them. Um, the current pricing, the day of opening, I'm not sure if it still is that way, but um, it was $6 for one face mask or three for 15 Uh, But those with temperatures of 100.4 degrees will not be admitted in. And, you know, that goes for guests and team members as well. Yes, I love how they're they're doing it on both ends. And um, we have some video footage that was done by one of our agents that went to City Walk on opening day. Um, I'll put a link to our Facebook page and you can actually find all of that information on our Facebook page that shows just what they were seeing with the temperature screenings and even walking through city walk. Yeah. And so, and when they opened, they did not open, um, you know, not all of their restaurants and, um, you know, locations were open. Um, but you know, they currently opened with, you know, very limited restaurants, a lot of utilizing of mobile ordering and trying to do cashless transactions they opened with parking being complimentary and only with self-parking. 
and they opened up the uh, you know the mini golf and select merchandise carts and select restaurants and they just continue to uh, add until they get to you know 100% being open which I'm hoping is soon <laughs> yeah it'll yeah. all be there soon we just have to give it more time right so yeah so then their um, resorts are going to begin opening on June 2nd and they are opening select resorts is what they are saying but basically they're opening all resorts except for those Portofino Bay Resort and Universal Endless Summer Resort the Dockside Inn and Suites section so that when they do open on June 2nd they're opening with Hard Rock they're opening with Royal Pacific Sapphire Falls Cabana Bay Aventura and Endless Summer Surfside Inn and Suites so those will all be open as of June 2nd so that's really exciting. They the, have not released the date of opening of Portofino Bay or Dockside. Pure speculation on my end is when they went down into the closure, they were still, but Dockside had not opened from, you know, its initial being built. They hadn't had their grand opening yet. So um, I don't know if it has to do with training cast members or just finishing touches on that resort. But at that point in time, Portofino Bay was also undergoing um, some um, construction in areas. So I don't know if they just determined at this point it was best to, you know, go to completion on those two and just open with these. But some exciting news with Universal is if you are staying at one of their on-site resorts that I mentioned that will be opening on June 2nd, on top of all of your typical on-site resort benefits, with them opening at a reduced capacity, if you are staying at an on-site resort, you are guaranteed entrance into the parks. So that's huge at this time. Um, so if you are planning on making a visit down to Universal and you do want to make sure that you are guaranteed entrance into the parks, uh, reach out to one of our agents at Marvelous Mouse Travels and we'll help you get a uh, resort reservation situated. As far as some of the protocols that they have in place for the resorts, I mean, you know, like we said that we don't really know what um, park attend, uh, capacity is going to look like. Neither of the theme parks have um, released that information. Uh, but staying on site at a universal resort will guarantee you entrance into the parks. And some of the things that they have um, as another additional perk so the parks themselves will be opening to the general public on June 5th. Um, however, they're going to be doing some annual pass holder previews earlier. But if you are a resort guest staying on site on June 3rd and June 4th, you have access into the parks as well. Um, so that's why we're going down on the 3rd to check out, you know, the resort only access on the 3rd and the 4th. And then when it opens to the general public on the 5th. So some of the already, you know, on-site benefits that you have with Universal will still be there when you're staying on site, such as early um, entry. That is still going to be a benefit of staying on site. As a side note, it is also a bit when you purchase your tickets through Marvelous Mouse Travels, you do also get the added benefit of early park admission, regardless of whether you're staying on site or off site. 
Um, so that's another good thing to consider at this time where there will be reduced capacity. Um, getting to the park early um, and having the ability to enter the park before the general public will be helpful. But back to the resort benefits, um, on-site resort benefits. The Universal Express Pass is part of your resort stay when you stay at um, Lowe's Royal Pacific as well as Hard Rock and Portofino Bay, but Portofino Bay will not be open just yet. So you will still have the benefit of, um, you know, the express passes as well when they open. But some, you know, some of the changes um, that will be occurring, just, you know, the added protocols through the operations of the resorts opening up. Um, guest team members and vendors will be required to wear face coverings in public areas throughout the resorts. Um, team members and vendors will be required to have temperature checks upon arrival. If you have a temperature of 100.4 degrees or higher, as a team member, you will not be allowed to work. Uh, guests will be asked to self-screen for COVID symptoms and comply with quarantine orders prior to arrival. Guests will have temperature checks and anyone with 100.4 degrees or higher will require medical clearance in order to enter the hotel. Um, hand sanitizer stations will be everywhere in public areas, elevator, land elevator landings. There'll be enhanced cleaning of guest rooms, meeting rooms, and public areas with an EPA-approved cleaner and disinfectant. Um, there'll be frequent cleaning of high-touch areas such as telephones, remote controls, door handles, light switches, elevators. So we're just going to overall see... Um, you know, greater cleaning protocols put into place. Um, so if you're a germaphobe like I am, <laughs> there'll be some <laughs> positives coming out of this. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm excited to get back to the resorts and the parks. Uh, resort pools will be open. Um, what they are saying about that is that we may see um, limited use uh, and simply what they're saying is that they'll be open, but they'll be um, more, you know, increased frequency of cleaning and sanitation. So there may be, you know, it may be a little limited, but food service, pools, fitness centers, and other amenities, they'll be open just, you know, somewhat limited due to, you know, increased cleaning protocols. Um, you will not have to use... Uh, or wear a face covering um, at the resort pools, not when you're in the water. Um, those will, um, the, they, they say that the virus, the CDC says that the virus is not spread um, through chlorinated water. So those will not be even allowed in the waters. Like I was saying earlier, some of the on-site benefits of early park admission will still be there. Express passes, if you're staying at one of the premier hotels, will still be there. But there will also still be the resort transportation. Um, one of my favorite things about Universal is staying at one of the resorts that include the water taxi. The water taxi can be utilized from pretty much all resorts except for Surfside. Uh, right now and then dockside when that opens. So guests can still utilize the water ta taxi and the resort shuttle transportation options that are available, you know, when staying at uh, Universal Resorts. Face coverings will be required during um, transportation. 
They will limit capacity on the shuttles and the water taxis. So, you know, wait times may be slightly impacted. And they're also going to increase their already, you know, aggressive cleaning and disinfecting procedures on all forms of their resort transportation. So the the parks will open officially to the public beginning June the 5th. We are going to start to see footage of it coming in earlier since they will be open to resort guests, but they've even implemented some changes as well that um, are going to be a little bit different for people. Carrie, you want to tell me about some of the new changes that will be implemented? Sure. So the parks are opening to the general public on June 5th. On the 1st and 2nd, they're going to be doing some team member previews just so they can kind of refine their, you know, new procedures and whatnot. Uh, on the June 3rd and 4th, a limited number of guests will be invited to back to the parks. And then those with on-site resort reservations will um, be permitted um, entrance into the parks as well on those dates. So, you know, similar to how they're opening their resorts, they're going to do so with some new health, safety, and hygiene procedures in place. Um, so, you know, we're going to see some differences in, you know, terms of those things. Of course, there's going to be the required uh, face coverings and guidelines for observing social distancing. Um, there will also be temperature checks and those with the temperature of 100.4 degrees or greater uh, will not be able to work if they're there as an employee or enter the park as a guest. Um, in addition to face coverings and the temperature checks, um, you know, there will also be staggered park, uh, parking, um, reduced daily park attendance, uh, reduced attraction ridership, um, you know, reduced seating in restaurants and, um, you know, some areas and events may remain closed for now and they haven't come out and released what those exactly, uh, will be. So that's part of, you know, the reason for us going down there to, um, you know, get all that information. Um, but there'll be increased cleaning and disinfecting uh, at food locations, on ride vehicles, uh, restrooms, and, you know, any other kind of touch points, um, you know, throughout the parks. Um, social distancing will be practiced throughout all locations, and that includes ride queues. Um, and what they're actually going to be doing is um, creating more virtual lines uh, where guests will be able to pre-select a time to experience an attraction that will be through the app. Um, and that will be available for select attractions. Uh, don't have the information as far as what attractions exactly that is at this time. But we will... Um, definitely be, you know, uh, announcing that information as it becomes available to us. And they're going to go more to cashless payments and no touch policies wherever, you know, possible as far as, um, you know, payments are concerned. So those are the protocols that are put in place for both Universal Orlando as well as Islands of Adventure. Of course, like I said earlier, if you have an on-site resort reservation, you will be guaranteed entrance into the parks. Otherwise, it's going to be first come, first serve, uh, you know, until they reach capacity. We're really stressing to our clients and guests to utilize that early park attendance. And again, I'll go back and say, if you're not staying on site at a Universal Resort Hotel, 
you know, contact us if you're looking to purchase tickets because our tickets do come with that early park um, entry as an added benefit, regardless of where you're staying, because that's going to be important. You know, I, I would suggest that people get to the parks early because we just don't know what is going to happen as far as capacity is concerned. Yeah, uh, vol- yeah, Volcano Bay is a little different because with Volcano Bay, they are also obviously going to be reducing attendance and practicing social distancing and the temperature checks and all those things. The difference at Volcano Bay that you're going to see is that um, face coverings are not going to be required. They're going to be recommended when guests cannot socially distance. They will not be permitted on slides and in pools. As far as team members, face coverings will be required for team members in dry roles. So any team member that is in a wet role, you know, such as your lifeguards, you know, and and things of that nature, they will not wear um, face coverings. Uh, You know, for safety reasons, they can't be worn on any slides or in pools. And then the Tapu Tapu band, um, those are going to go through, you know, uh, you know, more sanitizing in between guest use. They were already being sanitized, but, you know, just everything is is um, being done to a greater extent. And Tapu Tapu, I mean, we do have there are episodes for you know for Volcano Bay where we do go into Tapu Tapu. I can especially with the social distancing and virtual cues, that's gonna be huge right now, especially for Volcano Bay. Right, right. And Volcano Bay already had so many of the um virtual cues, which is so yes. great with the Tapu Tapu. So, you know, we're gonna see a lot of that um changing within the parks now too. So, you know, through all of this craziness, there are some positives that, that I think we will, you know, see come out of this and, and virtual cues is, is one of them. Which I'm, I'm okay with because yeah. I have small children and I'm, I'm fine with. So yes, I do feel that there's going to be a lot of, of new changes, but I think that there are going to be some really good ones out of it. Sure. Absolutely. So from here, we're going to head over to Disney, but first I do feel like we need to to discuss a little bit more in depth why, especially using a travel agent, especially during these times of unknown, um, would be instrumental in really helping you plan your vacation. Yeah, it has been um, definitely a crazy time in the world. um, And that has definitely translated to, uh, you know, um, the travel industry as well. Uh, one of the things that we have done at Marvelous Mouse Travels to stay on top of everything is we meet every day um, as a team and go over the changes that are taking place. And um, there have been so many changes across the world with so many different um, destinations. Um, and, and, you know, specifically in the last few weeks when it comes to Universal and Disney and, and you know, these are not going to be the same exact experiences that they once were, or the processes of um, planning these vacations are going to be very different. And using a travel advisor that knows what they're talking about is going to help, uh, you know, everybody through this. You know, of course, you know, when you're using an advisor, there's no cost to the service that you're using, um, you know, and on top of, you know, supporting small business and all those things as well. Uh, you're paying for a service every time you book a vacation, you're not utilizing. And we have had so many guests that have come to us 
um, that have booked on their own and are now looking for assistance, kind of navigating um, all of these waters. When we specifically when the um, Disney Park reopening protocols released, we were on a five hour training, just making sure all of our agents were, you know, completely understanding the new policies, the new guidelines, the new modifications that they were able to properly assist their clients. So whether you're using an agent with Marvelous Mouse Travels or, you know, another agency out there that specializes in, you know, Disney destinations and universal destinations, you know, your vacation is a big investment and you should go into it knowing that you have somebody in your corner making sure that you're going to get everything out of it that you're paying for. I couldn't agree more with you right now. And it is, it's uncharted territory, but for us, I feel like we have been, I don't want to say one step ahead, but we have put enough knowledge in there and perspective to try to help our clients get through this all. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have groups um, specifically to Universal, Orlando, and Disney, Walt Disney World on Facebook that have, you know, our Disney World group is at 25,000 members. Our Universal group is at 55,000 members. And it's really hard to see some of the people that are trying to navigate this alone. They're, they're confused. They're, you know, not understanding what they're supposed to be doing, how to do it. They're spending hours on hold trying to get information. You know, all of these are things that when you're working with an agent that the agent helps you, you know, work through and takes care of for you. And we've all been there. <laughs> right, right. Um, so being what we've just discussed, let's go ahead and, and turn it over to Disney World. And Disney World is reopening July the 11th. And with it, you're going to have the resorts that are going to open ahead of the actual parks. Do you have the list in front of you of the resorts that will be opening? Yeah, I can talk to that. Um, Disney World Resort hotels are going to begin their phased opening on June 22nd. Um, At that point in time, they're going to be opening their DVC properties to DVC members as well as guests. And they are also going to be opening the Fort Wilderness Campground. Um, Of course, those will open on June 22nd, but the parks are not going to be opening until July 11th. Uh, Magic Kingdom will open July 11th, along with Animal Kingdom will open July 11th. On July 15th, Epcot and Hollywood Studios will begin their reopening. So for guests that are coming down and are looking for just a resort visit, they can begin doing so on June 22nd. Once the parks open, uh, you will be required to have a theme park reservation to enter the parks. Um, So you will be um, given the opportunity to make a pre-arrival theme park reservation to enter the park. Disney has made more significant changes than Universal has. Uh, Disney has always been a more complex destination to to plan. So they have had to make some more modifications to uh, their opening than, than we're seeing out of Universal. So their biggest one that they that they've done, and this is what I've seen most with, is um, as far as the fast pass reservations. That was one of the biggest ones that was pulled. And I will I'll speak a little bit on this. So I I visited Disney prior to the fast pass system being placed, and I feel like right now would be 
a much more unique situation. You're almost taking it back to those days of not having to go in there and telling yourself, I have to be here at 10 o'clock. I have to be here at 11 o'clock, you know? And I, I do think that people need to look at that when they think about planning for Disney, like this will be something that has not been experienced in a number of years, you know? So that is one of the pluses to, to especially the system being taken down. Absolutely agree. As a, um, as a business owner or just any travel advisor out there, um, it is, um, not ideal because we're, you know, having to deal with so many changes, but as an individual that just loves traveling and going to Disney, there, there are definitely parts of it that I'm actually looking forward to. We're going to see crowd levels that we've not been to, able to experience since the early 90s. You know, and just, you know, being able to get into the parks and, and get those pictures and just, you know, take it, take it all in is definitely going to be nice. Now, will it be like that Disney experience people have come to envision? Not necessarily. There are going to be some changes, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're all bad either. Yes. I mean, Disney will find a way to throw the magic in there. Absolutely. So, um, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I think, and that's the part, especially for me, that's what I've heard the most feedback on is the fast pass system. And I, I do see... I, I see Disney really making up for this somehow. Like they will find ways to insert magic, you know, where the magic has been removed. So that's, that's something I'm really looking forward to see once people start to go back into the parks. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So some of the changes though, um, you know, on top of the, like we all know, you know, what we're seeing across the board, you know, with social distancing guidelines, face coverings being required, um, looking at, you know, temperature checks as you enter the parks and, you know, increased cleaning protocols. Um, there's been a lot of reports that, you know, just some of the things that they have um, already started implementing at Disney Springs are things such as they have the garbage cans propped open. So you're no longer having to touch those things. But on top of those, some of the things that we're seeing coming out of Disney, like you said, the biggest thing has been that from now until the end of the year, they have gone in and canceled all dining reservations that have been made as well as fast pass reservations. And that's simply just because they are opening at a significantly reduced capacity. So they have to kind of wipe that slate clean to manage capacity restrictions. With that being said, what they have done is they have also determined that they have to take away dining plans at this time. So guests that have the Disney dining plan through the end of the year will be refunded, um, you know, for that dining plan. And those that were under free dining promotions, Disney has been contacting and they will be compensating you know, those individuals, they're going to be removing that dining plan, but offering those individuals a discounted resort stay. They've also at this point in time, suspended new ticket sales and hotel reservations, 
it's just a temporary pause, but they really want to focus on, you know, guests that have existing tickets and reservations and making sure that they get, you know, those individuals, you know, their their pre-arrival park uh, reservations. So those are some things we're seeing like in the planning process. And then they're also at this time, you know, do a pausing character interaction, as well as some other experiences, parades and fireworks as well. So those are, you know, some of the changes that we're seeing. But like you said before, I mean, there's no doubt that even with some of these changes, they're still going to continue to create those magical moments and, you know, provide that world-class, you know, experience that people know and love them for. Disney dining reservations have been canceled for all guests going throughout the end of 2020. But do you know what they're planning on doing once the changes are implemented and, and guests are able to go ahead and start to rebook? Yeah, so while they are canceling the all the dining reservations that have been made through the end of the year, that doesn't mean that the restaurants are closed. What they're doing is they just have to look at their capacity restraints, which, you know, there's capacity restraints to get into the parks, but they'll also have dining capacity restraints as well. Um, so they kind of have to wipe that slate clean and then rebuild. Um, and this is another reason why they are, um, you know, temporarily halting um, ticket sales and hotel reservations, because what they're going to do is once they get through taking care of all these cancellations of the fast passes, of the dining, seeing who still intends on coming, at that point, then they're going to give individuals the opportunity to make dining reservations once again. So where dining has always been made, well, not always, but for the last several years has been made at the 180 day mark it's now going to open up 60 days prior to arrival where at that time guests will be able to go in and remake their dining reservations. Um, fast passes through the end of the year will not be something that they will be, uh, you know, able to, to make the, you know, fast passes. Now with the reduced capacity at the parks, there's also the question of will fast passes even be um, necessary? What's your opinion? So I don't think they will be. Do you think they will be like just speculating with crowd level? My personal opinion is no, I don't think they'll be necessary. Mm-mm, yeah, no. that's exactly how I feel. Right. And, and that goes back to what I was saying before. Like, you're, I feel like this is such a unique time because you're going to be able to experience Disney in a way that you haven't been able to in 20 years, more than 20 years, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, where, you know, you could be walking in areas of the park and there's not other people around. And, and you know, the attraction lines are 20 minutes or less, you know, I mean, just all those, those things. Um, I also think that the fast passes right now, they will be utilizing the fast pass line um, for social distancing as well, mm-hmm. is, is what I'm hearing. So... You know, I think there's there's many reasons for it. So, you know, they have also um, temporarily suspended the um, extra magic hours. It's of my opinion, though, that, you know, with those being suspended for the time being and some guests are noticing that park hours, you know, are shortened as well. But when you look at the um, fact that capacity will also be reduced, I, I think that that probably plays into that a bit where, you know, it's all supply and demand. Uh, you, you won't need the same amount of hours at the parks 
um, to accomplish what you want to for the day. I, I think too that you know, this is another place where using a travel advisor is a benefit. You know, because we've had some, you know, some guests are, you know, upset about the use of face coverings and when, you know, speaking about, you know, the use of them during the summer and whatnot. Um, but I think that there's really some, some ways that, you know, your daily itinerary can be altered slightly, that you really do not need to be in the parks middle of the day when the temperatures are at their highest points with your face masks on. That could be when you're swimming in the pool with your kids and, and things like that. You know, obviously face coverings, you know, when you're sitting in a restaurant eating will not need to be utilized. So planning your day appropriately is going to make a big difference. Resort pools will be open. In the pools, you will not be allowed to wear face coverings. Um, you, there will be social distancing practiced at the pools and you will need to, you know, wear face coverings, you know, when you are, you know, out at the pool, not in the water. But as long as you're in the water, you do not need to, um, you know, use the face coverings. So the one thing that we have not heard yet updated from Disney World is that the water parks will be open. Um, that is, since this situation is very fluid and it's constantly changing, um, that that is something that we're waiting to hear back from. Um, as soon as we do hear something, like we mentioned before, we do have Facebook pages and we do update anything that we hear from there. So yeah, and you bring up Facebook a good pages. point. Yeah, you bring up a good point too, with this being such a fluid situation, that even the things that we're talking about today, um, such as fireworks being temporarily suspended and parades and character interactions, um, that's for today. That's what's announced today. That doesn't mean if you have a trip planned in October that that is going to be the case. So, you know, while they are making these changes and they have to make sure that they are positioned to be able to follow, you know, the guidelines that they set for themselves as a company, you know, with their high standards, as well as state, local, and federal guidelines, um, these changes are temporary. And, you know, based on what happens, uh, you know, with the virus and the numbers, these things will, you know, can adjust. We can find that, you know, come September, you know, that parades and fireworks are back or that character interactions are back. So, you know, it's not to say that these are all things that will be in play for the rest of the year. You know, it's, it's a fluid situation and things are changing. And, you know, we will continue to keep you updated um, on those changes as we get more information. Well, thank you, Carrie, for coming on today. And I wanted to thank you for tuning in. We hope that we were able to provide you with some clarification on the park openings. Please subscribe to our podcast to be one of the first to know when a new episode has been released. If you would like a quote to any of the destinations discussed today, please email us at contact us at marvelousmousetravels.com. I'll provide a link in our show notes. We hope you have a marvelous week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.